You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. Good evening and thanks for joining us. RCMP are looking for the driver involved in a fatal hit and run in Maple Ridge. It happened last night on a dark stretch of the Low Heed Highway. Nadia Stewart is live there tonight. And Nadia, the victim, a young mother. What have you learned about her in this investigation? Well, we know that the search continues for this driver who did not remain at the scene last night. And there are growing calls from friends and family for this driver to turn themselves into police. For friends and family of Tassis Vicks, the grief is almost too much to bear. She did not deserve to die like this. I love her and I'm going to miss her forever. Vicks was 32 years old. Her life cut short just before 10 o'clock Thursday night after she was hit by a car on Lowheed Highway near Carshill Street. All day, a steady stream of friends mourned the loss of a mother and friend. Huge heart, always, always there. You needed something, big hugs, always a smile. An avid animal lover, Vix's co-workers say the veterinary clinic where she worked will never be the same without her. She was always there for us. And it was quite shocking for me to listen to this news, especially hit and run. It is more tragic. It means she was left there to die. Maybe some could, something could have been done. There are questions now about what can be done to make this stretch of Lowheed Highway safer. People who live nearby say there are too few crosswalks and streetlights and too many vehicles speeding past far too quickly. I refuse to walk across there at night. Cars go by so fast, like they're going over 100 kilometers an hour, over. It is very, very dark. I have seen people walk in front of me and it's hard to see them from a distance. So I can see how it'd be very unsafe at nighttime. There are also mounting calls from the community for the driver who hit Vix to come forward. It's not right that you left, and uh, you should have stuck around, man. Now, we were here this afternoon as police were going door to door. They are putting out an appeal for witnesses. Anyone who was in this area of Lowheed Highway in Cars Hill last night, that's Thursday night at around 10 o'clock, if you heard or saw anything, call police. Back to you guys on the desk. Hopefully they get some information. Thanks, Nadia. RCMP are warning the public tonight about five alleged incidents of sexual assault at two day spas in Surrey. Police say the incidents happened between 2016 and 2018 at the Iris Day Spas and involved multiple suspects. The victims were allegedly sexually assaulted by an employee while receiving massages. 58-year-old Rongshan Li uh, was arrested and charged with two counts of sexual assault in connection with two alleged incidents in December of 2017. The investigation into the 2016 incident and two in 2018 is ongoing. None of the suspects is currently employed at the business. RCMP believe there may be other victims who have not yet come forward. A close call for an elderly couple in North Vancouver early this morning. The fire broke out at their home near Dovercourt Road and Campbell Avenue just after 7 a.m. Thankfully, they managed to escape. It's believed the fire started in the basement, but the cause is not yet known. It's been one week since the country was brought a little closer together in the wake of an unthinkable tragedy. Sixteen people killed in a crash involving the Humboldt Broncos hockey team more than a dozen others injured. Today, communities across Saskatchewan gathered to remember three lives lost too soon. Aaron MacArthur reports. 
Draped in the colors that defined his life and surrounded by family, Adam Harold was laid to rest Friday in his hometown of Momart, Saskatchewan. The village came to a stop, remembering the boy who died chasing his dreams. Sixteen families seek comfort, heal their pain, and console them in their grief. Adam Harold was the youngest player on the Humboldt Broncos, just 16 years old. He is being remembered as a remarkable young man. Go out every day and act like a captain. Do good things when nobody's looking. The world needs more captains. If you aren't sure, if you don't feel confident enough to do these things, try to draw strength from your memories of Adam Harold. There were three funerals today in communities across Saskatchewan. Teammate Jacob Light was eulogized at a capacity crowd in the Humboldt Arena. Jacob's mother asking for the crowd to chant Go Broncos Go 11 times to honor her son's jersey number. In Carrot River, the team's bus driver, 59-year-old Glenn Dirksen, was laid to rest. There are 12 more funerals to come. Adam Harold's family had their statement read for them during the service. Adam loved Robert Munch as a kid and still has a collection of his stories on his bookshelf. I love you forever. I like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. You's gonna play in the big league. And while this tragedy has brought out the best in people, it has also brought out the worst. Reports from several areas of the country of hockey sticks put out in memory of the Humboldt Broncos being stolen, including on the North Shore. However, shortly after the owner posted the note, word spread. The thief had a change of heart and the sticks were returned. More now on that incredible story out of Victoria. A police officer seriously injured in a crash back in 1987, passing away just this week after 30 years in a coma. Constable Ian Jordan's widow sharing her story of hope, love and loss tonight with our Kylie Stanton. We married uh, quite young. We met when we were 17. These photos are as dated as the memories of her husband, a kind of love worth holding on to. Seems like yesterday. Instead, it's been three decades without so much as a conversation, let alone someone to come home to. Three decades since this crash put Constable Ian Jordan in a coma. It was during the early hours of September 22, 1987, when Jordan was responding to a possible break and enter downtown. As police rushed to the scene, his vehicle crashed into another cruiser here at the intersection of Douglas and Fisgard. His best friend, Officer Ole Jorgensen, was behind the wheel. Apparently there'd be more chance of winning the lottery than having a crash at that moment, at that split second. But I think it would have been worse if he had been killed instantly. I think the shock would have been so hard to bear. I had time to grieve. And now she's doing it all over again. 
The Victoria police officer died at Glengarry Hospital Wednesday night after contracting a lung infection. A sudden turn for the man always known for his fight. Relief for him, absolutely, and closure for him. Jordan had a reason to hang on. He is almost a clone of his father, even sounds like him. Their son Mark was only 16 months old at the time of the crash. Now, in his 30s, he's a criminal lawyer, following in his father's footsteps without ever really knowing him, always being a benchmark of time. He was just a baby and changing diapers in the corridor at the hospital, you know? But he, he understands the respect and admiration for his dad. That will be on display this coming Thursday when a funeral with full police honours will be held. A chance for family and fellow officers to pay their last respects before he's finally laid to rest. Yes, it will be a very emotional day because, you know, I know wherever he is, he's being taken care of. And he's probably taking care of everybody else, too. <laughs> Kylie Stanton, Global News, Victoria. The Canadian embassy in Veradero, Cuba, telling Global News that because of Canadian privacy laws, it can't discuss the case of two Vancouver-area police officers who are trapped on the island. A 17-year-old tourist from Ontario is claiming she was sexually assaulted by a Vancouver police officer near the popular beach town of Veradero last month. An officer from Port Moody is believed to be a key witness. The pair was on vacation. The Office of the Police Complaint Commissioner says it's been almost a month and the only update it has received is that the officers have been released from jail but can't leave the country. Their passports have been confiscated while Cuban authorities investigate. I don't know anything about the Cuban legal system, but certainly evidence is evidence. And uh, if there is any evidence and we're able to obtain it, either through uh, the Cuban legal system or the Vancouver police or the RCMP are able to obtain that information and provide it to us, we'll be able to give it the same test that we would give any evidence and make a decision as to uh, whether it's relevant or not. It's unclear how long the officers will have to remain in Cuba. The alleged victim has returned to Canada. No charges have been laid so far. Some dramatic video of a landslide east of Karameas this morning. Holy eh? That guy better get out of there. Holy crap! Holy, I think I better get out of here. I think so, yeah. Highway 3A not expected to reopen until Saturday afternoon at the earliest, thanks to this slide. It happened at Yellow Lake between Karameas and the Highway 97 junction near Caledon. Drivers had to get out of there pretty quick. Thankfully, there are no reports of any injuries. Affordable housing is a growing concern for residents in a tight-knit North Vancouver neighborhood. They've been living in a rental building, some of them for years, that's now under the threat of redevelopment. And while hundreds of new homes will be built in its place, Jill Bennett explains why long-term tenants fear they'll never get back what they lose. There are three and four bedroom rental townhomes in Lynn Valley's Emory Village, and the current residents are fighting to hang on to them. We have a beautiful community now, and they want to retain the community, so we're basically just want to communicate that to them. Mosaic has plans to redevelop the site with rentals, including townhomes as well as low and mid-rise apartments. But several residents fear they will be forced out during construction and unable to return. Well, we would end up having to move and pay anywhere from 50% to 100% more than what we pay now for similar size 
in Lynn Valley. The developer says the plan will increase the number of rental homes from 61 to 84. 42 will be dedicated affordable, of which there are none in Lynn Valley. And Emory residents will have right of first refusal to move into the new homes. But for rental, like I say, it will not accommodate our family of four. Similar scenarios have played out just down the street, with new developments taking the place of older buildings. The District of North Vancouver, since um, uh, three and a half years ago, has approved every development application that's come across its desk. And um, there's been a a drop in the bucket of affordable housing. Murray would like to see council use district-owned land to build more rental housing, something not currently on the table. We need to look after the people that are living here. We need to accommodate them in affordable rental and not below market may not necessarily be affordable for many of them. We have to look after the people that are here right now. Many of the residents who have lived here for years plan to attend council on Monday when the development plan gets first reading. We just want to raise a ruckus. We just want to say, hey, um, listen to the community that lives here now. Jill Bennett, Global News. Right now, though, anyone who has unpaid parking tickets might want to pay attention to a new proposal from the municipality of Whistler. The resort town says it wants ICBC to start collecting parking fines before renewing your driver's license or auto insurance. Ted Chernecki now on whether that could be done and if other cities might join in. If you had unpaid tolls, the tax trolls got you when you went to renew your auto insurance. Some universities won't let you register for the next semester if you have outstanding fines. So why don't municipalities use ICBC as a collection agency? That's what the mayor of Whistler wants to know. It would be a way to um, expedite um, the collection of fines, reduce costs. Uh, We could do it with ICBC on some kind of cost-sharing basis. It's an idea that's been floated before but got torpedoed, largely because there were legal and bureaucratic issues and it was pretty clear the public didn't want it. Well, to be held hostage so that I can get my car insurance. You know, I've watched Whistler decline from parking in 25 years and it's disgusting. I don't know. I think they're going to have some some fighting. (laughs) People are going to be fighting back for sure, I think. (laughs) Oh, I think it's probably a good idea. I agree with uh, pay parking. As Whistler will argue, residents pay one way or another, as in higher property taxes. In 2017, we've got $97,000 in outstanding parking fines. The city of Vancouver claims to have $6 million a year of unpaid fines. It too is in talks with ICBC and will be supporting Whistler when it takes its case to the province. They're trying to solve the driving thing with Evos and car to goes but then... um, You drive that thing around for 10 minutes looking for a place to park. Yeah. Come on. Crazy guilt if I don't pay. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I have to. You said you can't sleep at night. It keeps me up. So I do it right away. Really? All the time? All the time. Wow. For the record, she is in the majority. Of all the parking tickets issued in Vancouver, the vast majority are paid voluntarily. Ted Chernacki, Global News. Meantime, the minister in charge of fixing ICBC's financial disaster sold his plan to the business community this morning. David Eby told the Vancouver Board of Trade that the insurance corporation's $1.3 billion loss shows that changes have to be made. But he's ruling out privatization, saying the Ontario experience proves that won't work. When we look at Ontario that has a fully privatized model, they have the, we have very high insurance here in, costs here in B.C., but when we compare, we, Ontario has higher costs. Uh, for drivers uh, there, a fully privatized model, and everyone agrees, a bit of a mess. 
Uh, we have some challenges here. Ontario has those challenges tenfold. Breaking news for you right now from the White House. U.S. President Donald Trump announcing military strikes are underway in Syria. The combined American, British and French response to these atrocities will integrate all instruments of our national power, military, economic and diplomatic. We are prepared to sustain this response until the Syrian regime stops its use of prohibited chemical agents. I also President Trump you. confirming tonight he's engaging in military strikes against Syrian President Bashar Assad's regime. It comes in response to that alleged chemical weapons attack against civilians in the town of Douma last week. Trump saying he has launched precision strikes on targets associated with the Syrian chemical weapons program. Uh, the story just breaking in the last few minutes. We'll have more details for you as they come in and the story continues to develop. Right now, though, Abbotsford police are asking for the public's help in an unusual case of auto theft. They're looking for a vehicle that would have limited use to a thief but means the world to the people who built it. John Waugh reports. It was the perfect birthday gift, built with a five-horsepower motor and lots of love. I've been wanting it for at least six years. But for 10-year-old Bodie Davey, the true gift behind the broken-down golf cart was the time spent fixing it up on weekends with his grandfather, Walt, who lives in Silverdale, Washington. We just kind of started slowly building it, day by day. It was just, just so much fun. You can see in the videos, they're grinning ear to ear, changing stuff and fixing stuff, and it was, it was spectacular. That is until Bodie and his family brought back the finished go-kart to their home in Abbotsford, where it was stolen after less than a week. I jumped out of bed, I ran upstairs. I looked outside, I looked everywhere, couldn't find it. A gift that was supposed to teach a child about the importance of time with family, turning into a cruel lesson that people will take anything that's not locked up. It was a gift of time and building with his grandpa and if if someone's seeing this just if they could just return it just return it no questions asked abbotsford police reminding the public to be vigilant about locking up their items we know that property crime is a problem throughout the province of british columbia so when you think see things that don't look right we do encourage you to call us while the man known as papa walt is heartbroken for his grandson he has one more lesson to help bodie through it that's where he's going to learn that he'll still have those memories and those times will still be there, whether they stole the go-kart or not. There's just a ton of things that they can't take. Bodie Davies still hopes the thieves will do the right thing. After realizing this tiny blue go-kart is about a bond, he'll treasure for the rest of his life. John Hua, Global News. Believe it or not, the man in this minivan caught in the surf that plunged more than 30 meters off a cliff into the Pacific Ocean in California not only survived, but was well enough to pull himself out of the wreckage. By the time rescue crews arrived, he'd already climbed up onto the rocks, and firefighters got him up to the top of the cliff to an ambulance. He was treated for minor injuries and hypothermia, otherwise he was just fine. This area is appropriately named Devil's Slide. Well, some chilling new video tonight of an encounter between police and YouTube shooter Nazim Agdam. The body cam footage taken just hours before she opened fire at the company's headquarters a short distance away. 
Police found Nassim Ogdam asleep in her car at 1.38 a.m., hundreds of miles from home, the day of the shooting. Are you ever planning on going back home? No? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Do you have any friends or anybody out here? No? Officers discovering the 38-year-old had been reported missing by family. You don't want to hurt yourself, do you? Oh, you don't want to hurt anybody else? You don't want to commit suicide or anything like that, right? Okay. The parking lot encounter came 30 miles away from YouTube, where Ogdom opened fire 11 hours later. We have a report of subject with a gun. Ogdom seriously wounded three employees, then took her own life. The shooter's family says the prolific YouTube user lost her income after the company changed how it pays its users. Why Mountain View? I mean, I know it's a great city and everything, but... <laughs> oh, okay. The suspect's family says they told authorities Ogden could be a threat. The parents warned police, be careful. Police say they followed up and her father never said she was dangerous. Is there anything you want us to tell your parents? Okay. Hours later, gunfire erupted. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News. Video of a dangerous stunt in Toronto is generating a lot of criticism. What is this? Only in Toronto. The video posted online shows an unidentified man riding on the bumper of a Toronto Transit bus late Thursday night. The Toronto Transit Commission says it has no plans to investigate unless it gets information on the prankster, at which point the police could get involved. A new hotel in Prince George scheduled to open next month is costing its owners thousands of dollars more than expected thanks to a couple of determined birds. These woodpeckers, they're pecking the stucco away. Two northern flicker woodpeckers, to be precise, have apparently decided the Marriott Hotel's new soft stucco is the perfect place for a nest, and they've been trying to bore holes in the side of the building. Once they get through the stucco, they hit a harder surface, and so they try another spot. The birds are a protected species, which means they can only be scared away, and only if they haven't yet built a nest. They can be very persistent. Obviously, they've chosen it for a reason, and about the only thing you could do is to try to stop them from jumping in early, as soon as they start the process. At this point, the owners and construction crews are simply hoping the birds will give up. Well, one of nature's most unusual creatures is now on the endangered species list. Australia's Mary River turtle, known also as the punk turtle for its distinctive green mohawk, is now ranked 29th on the globally endangered list. Once a popular pet in Australia, the exact population of the Mary River turtle is unknown. Nature is weird. (laughs) Can be very weird. Beautiful, but weird. In Health Matters tonight, a new study out of the U.K. is generating a lot of conversation. It suggests the official guidelines for alcohol consumption in many countries, including Canada, are too high and we should be drinking a lot less. University of Cambridge researchers looked at the alcohol consumption of 600,000 adults in 19 different countries. They found that people who had more than five drinks a week had a higher risk of heart disease, stroke and early death. Canada's official guidelines are much higher, recommending no more than 10 drinks per week for women and 15 for men.
An annual competition aimed at nothing less than helping B.C. students save the environment has wrapped up its 10th year. As Linda Aylesworth reports, one of the winning teams brought a bit of B.C. history back to life. Once you've got your drawing done and you've labeled your plant, I want you to see if you can figure out what is this plant used for by Aboriginal peoples. That, in a nutshell, is what Kelly Kent's grade 4 and 5 class at Charles Dickens Elementary School is about. Our project is called Decolonizing Our Local Ecology. It's actually way more fun than it sounds. At least Sierra and Magda think so. Pretend there's not um, like the pink stuff, just the just leaves. Just the leaves, that's when it's a little baby. Yeah, and then it grows into this beautiful little pink flower. Pink flower. What have they learned so far? You can put it on like a scrape and then it, it actually can heal you. Heal like a lot of plants you like you just that you, that you thought were like weeds or something that actually like can help with a lot of stuff Yeah, you didn't know. The plants are grown by the children just outside their classroom inside a geodesic dome. This class assembled it in the classroom and then disassembled it and installed it on a rooftop garden. The project includes field trips that teach about things like eradicating invasive plant species. And we ripped some English ivy and that was fun because that was invasive, not native, because it was uh, terrorizing other native plants. Their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They recently became one of several winners of Science World's Green Games. Science World thinks it's really important to be getting kids to think about the environment, think about their impact, create future environmental stewards, and just get kids outside, get their hands dirty. It's a formula that seems to work. Like, she just learned like something way new, and then so did I. Linda Aylesworth, Global News. Great work, kids. Now, this looks like a scene out of a Will Ferrell movie, but it's not the crash that sent the Hollywood star to the hospital right after weather. All right. Christy Gordon joins us now with a look at that weather forecast. And uh, it's dismal right now, but sure is. ducks love it. No, it, yeah, I don't think they do. Water the ducks back, really. <laughs> water up the ducks back. You know what? I think that the ducks are sick and tired of it as well. He does not look happy, in my no. opinion, right? We are done with this weather. Uh, the good news is we do actually have some breaks of sunshine in store for us this weekend. That's what I'm going to show you. But it certainly was a blustery day along with that wind today. Uh, some areas gust up to 60 kilometers an hour. No major power outages, but there was some cancellations for ferries between uh, Powell River and Comox. Uh, the, t- the 710 ferry is back on now. So if anyone's trying to get across that way, uh, they can. Now, we have have uh, wet conditions on the Kogala summit, but it is, of course, Friday evening. A lot of people traveling. Do not let this uh, fool you. As we head into the evening hours, temperatures are going to cool. Freezing levels will drop, and we're expecting that to change to snow. So overnight tonight, the Kogala could see up to 10 centimeters. We do have a snowfall warning for the Kootenai Pass and Rogers Pass. Uh, Kootenai Pass, 20 centimeters by the morning hours, and 15 for Rogers Pass. Meanwhile, the south coast Yes, we're going to see the rain ease off overnight. Now, we still do have a chance of showers tomorrow, but but can you see these breaks? Yes, some breaks of sunshine for you through the morning hours. Not a lot of rain expected tomorrow until the evening hours when a wave pushes up from the south, and we are expecting the evening hours to get wet. Now, in the afternoon, there's still a chance of showers. It'll be a timing thing, but hopefully it holds off until the evening hours for you tomorrow. And Sunday's not looking too bad either. Here's your forecast for northern regions for your south. 
Saturday. Uh, mainly showers along the coastal regions, inland regions, just a chance of showers with mainly cloudy skies. Across the south, it will be the Columbia and the Kootenai regions that will continue to be wet tomorrow. Breaks of sunshine in through the interior regions and breaks across the south coast. Still mainly cloudy and a chance of showers, but really the bulk of the rainfall not going to push back in until Saturday evening, overnight Saturday and Sunday. Yes, just a chance of showers, so not too bad for our weekend. And another jerseys for Humboldt shot for you from Debbie Thiessen in Langley. Great, great shot with the hockey stick there as well. All right. Oh, yeah, great picture. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Debbie, for that. And thank you, Christy. A frightening experience for actor and comedian Will Ferrell in California last night. That's what was left of Farrell's SUV after he and three others inside were sideswiped by another vehicle. The SUV flipping and ending up on its side. All four were taken to hospital. TMZ reporting that Farrell and one friend were treated for minor injuries and released. But another friend and Farrell's driver are still in hospital in stable condition. He's doing all right. Probably, he looked all right. probably ready to joke about it pretty soon, <laughs> I would think, if you know Will. If he hasn't already. The part owner That's of right. is in town tonight to play the white cap. Right. There you go. I don't think they're opening the roof tonight. No, it's closed. Oh, they shut that thing. They shut that thing <laughs> Good yesterday. Ball, yeah, BC so, yeah. Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anywhere else in the world, and we would say it's Friday Night Football at BC Place. Whitecaps, LAFC, an expansion team. They're not bad. They're not Vegas Golden Knights expansion-like, though. Uh, the Whitecaps will have to play this game without Kai Kamara. He is a strained abductor. Not sure how serious that is, but... Vancouver has not lost at home in its last 11 games at BC Place, stretching back to last year. It's the fans. You know, I think throughout these last two years that I've been here, the fans have been awesome. You know, it's been, they've been that extra guy in the field for us, and it's, it's hard for them to, you know, for teams to come in. Maybe it's hard for them to play on the turf. I don't know, but it's, we've made this a really difficult place to play, and that's what we want to keep it at. It's a whiteout in Winnipeg. Jets, wild game two. No scoring until the second period. Tyler Myers with a move. With another move. And a goal. And Paul Stastny has scored. And Winnipeg's up 2-0 in the third period as they try to go up 2-0 in the series. Philadelphia lost game one to uh, the Penguins 7-0. But don't be fooled. Momentum doesn't stick around game to game in a best of seven series. Shane Gostabier, late goal in the first period, 1-0. Then Travis Konecki with speed, and this made it 3-0 for the Flyers. Then rookie Nolan Patrick will score. See the 7-0 game? Mo did not stay with the Penguins. It's now 5-1 Flyers in the third as they try to even the series up, and they will. So Ken Hitchcock has quit as head coach of the Dallas Stars. In fact, he says he is retired from coaching. And if this is the end for him, he leaves with the third most wins behind the bench in NHL history. He got Dallas to play better defensively this past season, but they still didn't make the playoffs. He, of course, won a Stanley Cup in Dallas way back in 1999, was a coach of the year in 2012. And he started his likely Hall of Fame career by coaching the Kamloops Blazers for six very successful years. Well, speaking of successful, at the recent Paralympics, Molly Jepsen of Whistler was a rookie. 
but she was not your average rookie. She went over to South Korea and had no issues with the big stage. She came back with a kind of medal haul that some Olympians and Paralympians will never see in an entire career. It's one of the greatest single medal halls in Canadian Paralympic history. Whistler's Molly Jepsen won four Alpine ski medals in Pyeongchang. A gold, two silver, and a bronze. To say that was beyond her expectations would be an understatement. You know, I had my sights set on one, one medal in the Super G, which is actually the one that I came fourth in. It's the one that I didn't medal in. And so that kind of fueled the fire a little bit more and was like, okay. We can do this, come on, we can do this. And I got really aggressive and really, yeah, just more confident. Jepsen was born without most of the fingers on her left hand and just a partial thumb. It means she skis with just one pole, but it hasn't slowed her down one bit. She's actually been competing against able-bodied skiers since she started racing eight years ago. I still race both, which I find helps me progress even more in the Paralympic kind of events because I'm always I find I'm always pushing myself. Jepson trains and lives full-time in California now but will be in Whistler this weekend for the Whistler Cup which is one of the most prestigious international youth events in the world. It's where she got her start back in 2011 and an 11-year-old Molly had big aspirations that would ultimately come true. Well I want to try to make it to the Paralympics. Jepson will be in Whistler for support and inspiration this weekend. It's all come full circle. Just younger kids in the club, for sure. It's been it's been really cool to see that, you know, they're almost looking up to me. I'm like, I never really anticipated that going into the games. I was kind of like, okay, I have these goals. I never really thought about the aftermath of it, and it's been it's been really amazing. Come on, Jepson plans on competing for Canada again at the next Winter Paralympics in Beijing in 2022. She's got long-range plans to get into kinesiology and stay close to the sporting world. But for now, her heart is still on the ski hill. Just keep doing what you love. I loved skiing, I loved being on snow, and I never let anything change that. That was the most important thing to me. The Seattle Seahawks kicker last year was Blair Walsh, but Seattle didn't like the Blair Miss Project, so they <laughs> signed... I really like that one. I, really <laughs> like that one. I appreciate the uh, support. Uh, so they've signed a new veteran kicker, Sebastian Janikowski, the former Oakland Raider, who didn't play at all last season because of back issues. He's 40. Remember that one? I'm a man. I'm 40. Uh, but Janikowski has more 50-yard-plus field goals than anyone else in NFL history. Mind you, his accuracy is not the greatest. Okay. Uh, Brooke Henderson, her accuracy is pretty good. The Latte Championship from Hawaii, third round. The Canadian, this is long distance for a bird. She has a five-shot lead. She already has five career wins on the LPGA Tour. Very cool. That's some nice prompting tonight well, there. I'm trying to help out. Prompter guy and laugh track guy. That was well, very impressive. You certainly didn't need the, the laugh help. I'll get it. Everybody at home was doing the same thing. It said in the prompter, insert laugh it's here. It did, yeah. Pause yeah. for laugh. Yeah, wait yeah. for laugh. Okay. <laughs> All right, coming up on ET Canada, Britney Spears is honored in Beverly Hills. Meet the new athletic cast of Dancing with the Stars. And after 38 magnificent years, why Eric Braden still won't take his Victor Newman role for granted. All of that is coming up at 7 right after the news hour. But for now, it's back to Chris and Sophie. All right. Thanks so much, Cheryl. Squire's here with one of our yearly favorites on yes. Satellite Debris. Kimberly Alpine Resort always has the dummy downhill every year to close out the season. There are rules. Must be between 3 and 6 feet tall. Yeah. No more than 3 feet wide. 
no more than 100 pounds, which means I can enter. Okay, so here we go. Uh, let's take a look at some of the contestants for this year's Dummy Downhill. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, I like what you've done here. Oh, Santa Claus is in it. There's a sort of like, something like a teapot gun, Snoopy. And here we go. First on the course. Oh, his arms are flapping. Yeah, well, That's he does, does, doesn't line. do a lot of weight work. Well, Almost whoa. hit the bullseye, though. I like that. Oh, there's a bullseye. This guy, is that new? I've never seen the bullseye before. I've never seen, I actually haven't either. That's oh, face first. Let's try it. That's not going to make it. Oh, better notify next of kin with them. Here we go. Now that's, now oh. what I like best about this one, right back on. That's right. Very impressive. So Santa Claus. This, this is what you do with your old Christmas decorations. You put them in the dummy downhill. And one of the rules is you must clean up your own dummy parts. Uh, Snoopy. Off the house. And now, what about... They could have hit the bullseye if the other... Well, it just becomes a debris field. After yeah, a while, yeah. just forget the bullseye now. Okay. Just get in the air. That's the whole That's the whole deal. Get in the air. This guy, the skeleton racer. I thought for a second this is a real guy. It's a real guy. It's a real guy. No, it's not a real guy. That's great. And this is that little teapot cannon, the make love, not war, with the flowers in it. That had good height. That had good height. Is this like a Zamboni or something? Yeah. And that's truly a dummy driving. And he's okay. Last but not least, I thought I'd show you the moose. Uh, oh. Oh, no. But wait, they started him going again. And then it was like, here we go. And uh, oh. Oh. Okay, one more try. And oh. Come on, man. Pulling right. That's it. That's it, Bullwinkle. You're out of the race. There you go. End of the dummy down. It is humiliating when you <laughs> dud downhill for the moose. Okay, so uh, a very short, strange commercial for a company called You Switch. It's insurance over in England and one by Apple. Oh, I like your hair. He likes my hair. Jen is not convincing anybody, but you did switch home insurance today. You Switch sponsors Britain's Got Talent. You I get bored, right? You're and off. I want to like make sure I'm doing. And the you full do it with minutes. sunglasses? Yeah, I can do it with sunglasses, or even in the dark. Wow. How does it do that? So, it's frightening. So this is you're talking about what we just saw. Yeah, yeah unlocking your phone. Nice. 
the Apple. So if you have a toothbrush in your mouth, it'll still recognize you. Yeah. Because I'm not sure I would. <laughs> Depends how big that toothbrush is. I don't even is. know what that means. <laughs>